Scent World is an original series presented by Scentbird, a fragrance subscription service that brings you luxury designer scents every month for $16.95. Unlock 50% off your first month at Scentbird.com. Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through scent. Today, we're bringing you a bonus episode in celebration of National Fragrance Day. Fragrance can be a little daunting, so we're enlisting the help of three of our favorite Perfume Talk content creators. They share candid reactions to most loved and niche fragrances. We cover frequently asked questions like how to experiment with fragrances, how to train your nose, and what to wear on various occasions. As a special treat, we explore literature as a gateway into the olfactive world, and even how to smell like Oscar Wilde. Start your scent journey with Tiff Benson, John Gonzalez, and Amelia O'Toole on Scent World. To kick us off, here's Tiff Benson, the brand ambassador and founder of the Fragrance Society, a global community of fragrance lovers. Tiff sits down with Brittany Jackson Mosley, who runs Integrated Marketing at Scentbird. How would you say uh, for a beginner, someone who's interested in fragrance um, and wants to expand out, how would you say they could begin their journey? I first started realizing that my um, that I had a fond appreciation for fragrance when um when I was a child, right? Like everyone has like that sense memory of, you know, them hugging their moms or their grandmothers and just saying, um, as a black woman, black women love fragrance. Love fragrance. (laughs) It's everywhere. Yeah, it really is, (laughs) you know? And like, I just remember like going over my grandmother's house and like opening up her cupboard and like seeing like different fragrances. What was in there? What was in her cupboard? Oh my gosh. What wasn't in there? (laughs) Um, a lot of Estee Lauder, yes. um, Pleasures, mm. um, YSL Paris. I'm trying to mentally go back right now. Dior Poison. Yeah, there was a lot in it. White Diamonds, which was like my second grade fragrance. You uh, had a second grade fragrance? Yeah. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I went to private Catholic school and I would always like wear my mom's uh, white diamonds. I just thought it was fabulous. That was your way of wearing a uniform because you had to, but adding your little accessory. Yes. <laughs> that's when I realized I love fragrance and I love diamonds. <laughs> it's yeah. your awakening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Your fashion awakening. So to answer your question, like, I think it's important to just realize that you have an appreciation for it. And mm-hmm. then just start discovering, just, you know, start sampling, trying things out one of the reasons why we love scent birds, right? Like yes. you can try things out. Yes. Um, you, you don't know. have to buy that $500 bottle that you've been eyeing at the Bergdorf's counter uh, or the Macy's counter. You could actually try fragrances. This is my shameless plug for Semper. Digi- you know, in, in light of not having smell-o-vision, like you're saying, there are a lot of venues uh, digitally that right. have been opened up to us. Um, and, you know, if someone is going on a website 
what is your advice for how they can kind of start to parse out which fragrance in this collection is is right for them? If you have a favorite perfumer, some of their creations, they're either similar or they have that DNA of the perfumer. Um, Like a style? A style, for sure. Yeah. So like if some perfumers are known for the way that they handle gourmands, Mm -hmm. some gourmands like, you know, and some perfumers are known for the way that they handle floral scents or they're known for their light scents or deep dark scents. So if you can identify who's your perfumer of one of your favorite fragrances, chances are they make another favorite fragrance. You just don't know that it's your favorite fragrance yet. Yes. (laughs) And I love that, um, you know, uh, Scentbird is obviously a great place to explore and discover, but I'm starting to see more and more brands create these discovery kits too. Mm -hmm which is really cool. Um, So are there any other tips you have in this digital world of how they can find fragrances or any other sneak tips? Like you've already given us a great one by following the perfumers, but any other? Definitely the notes, Mm. you know, exploring notes uh, of your fragrances and saying, seeing like if you own three fragrances and you check out the notes of your three fragrances that you own, there's going to be some similarities there. Maybe it's vanilla, maybe it's sandalwood, maybe it's like juniper berries, who knows what it is, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a common thread there because you like that scent for a certain reason, right? So just try to pinpoint what the similarities are. Is it the notes that makes it similar? Is it the overall scent category? Is it is it a floral scent? Is it um, an aquatic scent? Um, is it a light scent? Certain brands tend to work like you know you have your heavier brands. Mm-hmm. Your ha- you have your lighter scented brands. Um, I would just explore and just kind of be open and then recognize like, okay, just kind of make mental notes of like, okay, I like this note or this perfumer. I've heard of this perfumer before. (laughs) It's like finding a movie director that you like. Yes. (laughs) The scent category. I I really like delicious gourmands. I I like it. I like coffee scents or ice creamy scents or scents that say they have whipped cream. Like even if you find another, just because you find another scent that might have like whipped cream in it, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like it, but it's just going to open up your nose palette and mm. kind of let you experience something different, you know? I love the idea of opening up your nose palette. So, Tiff, would you like to play a game with me? Absolutely. Um, of course, it's related to fragrance. So what I'm going to do is name a very specific and potentially hilarious occasion, and you just name which fragrance you would wear for it or what type of fragrance you would wear. First impressions, like rapid fire. I'll do my best. Okay. What would you wear for a Mercury in retrograde? (laughs) (laughs) I would say Molecule 01 because that is my go-to when things are literally falling apart. Yes. And what a world (laughs) we're in right now. Yes. What would you wear um, when you're going out for a dinner with your husband or your significant other to Carbone specifically? Mm, Wow. Let me think. Um, I've been loving 
Delina Exclusif from Pafemna Marley. Mm. It's a florally sweet fragrance um, that has lovely sillage. So I like that one a lot. Let you linger. Oh, yes. As you're eating delicious pastas at a New York hotspot with someone you love. Yes, absolutely. That's great. What would you wear to negotiate your influencer rate with a major retailer or brand? I would definitely come in the room with a powerhouse fragrance like a Chanel Number no. Five, mm. a classic. Um, she's bossy. She is. You know, she's not taking uh, any sort of deal just because it's appropriate for the brand. Um, she means well too. Yes, she knows her worth. She definitely does. <laughs> she's been around for years, um, and she also knows how to get the job done. For hours and hours on end. So I love that one, Chanel number five. I love that. You could even do low, Chanel number five low, or mm. the um, EDP, EDT. They're all, they are great. They are all they great work. and iconic and distinct. Yep. Mm, love it. What would you wear to meet Vice President Kamala Harris? Oh, my. I'd probably wear Mojave Ghost Ooh. from Byredo because... She's light, but she's also mysterious. Um, She's also um, just very wearable and inviting, Mm. but she doesn't have too much presence to her um, in the sense that she's not going to fill a room. She's going to be very polite. Yes. But um, the way that fragrance is wear, the way that that particular fragrance is fragrance wears on the skin it's very um telling of who you are as a person it's pretty unique i like that one a lot <laughs> yes i love that what would you wear to a salsa dancing competition I in would, may okay <laughs> so this is an easy one for me i would wear clean warm cotton it's that was like my favorite fragrance to wear back then because it's it's light it's fresh um and it's it smells clean wow yeah And lastly, what would you wear to meet up with Whitney Williams again? She's she's reached out to you and said, I would like you to extend the internship that you had with me to now work on the Wendy Williams show. And she means business. I would probably wear um, Bond Number 9. Coney Island. Mm. Um, that one is an interesting scent because it has like chocolate and like um, I believe mojito and like rum. It's it's like a mixture of not mojito, chocolate. I think margarita mix. Ooh. So it's a playfully Brooklyn. You know, it's from Brooklyn. You know, Coney Island. But it's it's so reminiscent of a time where it was all about fun. And having a nice drink and getting the job done in like these like really interesting spaces. And Coney Allen by Bond Number no. Nine just embodies that for me. And she also likes Bond Number no. Nine as well, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for playing. <laughs> that was Brittany Jackson Mosley and Tiff Benson at Tiff Benson on TikTok. Now, here's John Gonzalez, the creative director and digital marketing expert often known as the Whiff Wizard. John sits down with Heather Hyatt, who runs social media at Scentbird.
Now we're going to shift gears and focus on some of your frequently asked questions, especially for beginners and people that are just now starting their scent journey that you get asked a lot through TikTok. One of the first of them being the ingredients. I really want to dig in there. We've talked a lot about the ingredients, but how did your love for ingredients start? How do you kind of pick and choose what what ingredients are in what fragrances? Yeah, so I usually start with the what's being marketed. And sometimes what's being marketed is a great representation of the fragrances. Now, there is that whole trend of more transparency. So you'll have the marketed notes of musk. But then on the transparency side, when you go through ingredients list, you'll see they're using a cashmere musk. Uh, which, by the way, it's one of my favorite scents. Uh, I, I have like, it was one of my favorite ingredients to use or work with whenever I was making my perfumes at home. And how do you think the marketed notes affect the smell? Uh, I, it helps view, It helps the consumers or people who just are out shopping visualize a lot better. So if you like something that's powdery or something that smells soapy, maybe you won't be able to associate things like ambrette with something that's a clean musk or if you like something that's sharper that's woody you'll stick to cedars or if you want something that's smoother or nuttier you'll have that visualization that sandalwood is that best representation for what you like okay that's so cool i think that there's so many cool ingredients out there in a lot of different fragrances what was it like for you early on to start practicing this way of smelling notes and fragrances and different ingredients and fragrances? Um, It was probably a journey that was exhaustive on the nose. So initially early on, whenever I was relying less on the marketed notes, I was doing a lot more cabinet research. So like I have a cabinet full of uh, man-made materials, different essential oils and just blends. And which is really rewarding whenever you find out that, yes, this smells like manzanate, which is going to be like that apple cider pineapple note, but it is also the most exhaustive on the nose. So now I just go off like, nah, I'm just going to go on a wing and I say this, this smells like this type of musk. And if I'm, if I'm off by, you know, the name of it or the style of it, it, I want to say like, this is kind of what I think based off like my experience with ingredients is. Awesome. Is there a right and a wrong way to smell perfume? Uh, it's hard to say because everyone wants to experience something differently because um, part of enjoying fragrances is, you know, making it your own. So I would say I like to use a mix of both pulse points um, when smelling. So um, if I'm smelling something, I'll test it on a skin like the back of my hand if I'm at the store. Um and then also use paper. Paper is a great way to test longevity. Like I'll put something in my pocket and I'll see if the next day I could still smell it or what base notes smell the strongest. Speaking of being at the store, I know that a lot of stores have coffee beans to quote unquote reset your nose. Do you have any thoughts about coffee beans and is there really value in sniffing coffee beans in between fragrance sniffing? I think it may cause more confusion, like olfactively, if if you're smelling fragrances that have an overlap of something similar or like nearby the coffee scent, because that's not always the case where you're going to jump from different fragrance families, like a, a citrus fresh to a, a spicy woody. And so if you're if you like like something that's two vanilla based fragrances and you're using uh, and if any of them have like subtleties of coffee, I think it'll 
confuse your nose a bit more. So I like to use the inside of my elbow or just a clean sleeve to just sniff and reset my nose. Probably use the coffee beans, not often. Got it. Is there a mm -hmm. best way to shop for fragrance? Um, so lately I've been all over TikTok. You know, TikTok content creators are great resources. Looking up the fragrances beforehand, I try to at least bowl it down to five to sample on paper and then leave the store with two on skin. And then after that, I get the opinion of people I care about the most, my wife and my son, although his opinion is everything smells good. <laughs> oh, I like that. I love kind of looping <laughs> it in too, because it's uh, fragrance. There's a lot of psychology behind fragrance. And a lot of people think that, that people wear fragrance for other people. But studies show that fragrance is worn for themselves. Women wear fragrance a lot more for themselves versus other people. And men wear it more so for other people to comment on versus for themselves. And I just think that that's a really cool cycle. You nailed me. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I just think it's there's so much into the psychology. One day we should interview a psychologist um, that specializes in fragrance because there's just so much to smell and fragrance and how it relates to the way we behave and that sort of thing. So I think it's really, really cool. And another interesting fact is during the pandemic, fragrance was purchased more and sale fragrance sales went up and through the roof during the, the pandemic because people wanted to start smelling good for themselves. They wanted that sense of normalcy to kind of wake up, put on their fragrance and take on the day, even though they were staying at home most of the time. It, and fragrance is a mood booster, like you've said a lot during the podcast. So it's just really cool to see like how p different people shop for fragrance and how they kind of test on their friends or their family or even what they feel about themselves when they wear at home. Yeah. And what's cool is one of the earlier fragrances I tested, Paco Haban's Phantom, that was one of the ones that as part of like the launch, they showed about how they used AI and neuroscience and like between men. I, I want to guess it was men between the age of 25 to 35. And I'm like going off memory, but essentially it was related to like the most repeated feelings after smelling this fragrance based off of neuroscience studies was like energizing, mood lifting, and I think confidence. I'm, I'm kind of like going off of a memory, but that's that's pretty cool to know that uh, a fragrance affects uh, people's minds similarly. I love that. That's super awesome. What are your thoughts on masculine versus feminine compositions? Yeah. So that's like a very tough topic to tackle because usually when we talk about masculine versus feminine fragrances, I'm usually talking about stylistically, um, historically, you know, usually florals or softer fragrances, a little bit more powdery. And historically, men's fragrances or more masculine were um, sharper woods, darker resins. But, you know, I, I don't want to say that this isn't something that you should use as like a rule for your personal self to, to be bound by. I, I think there's the historical aspect. And then there, there's like the perfume brief aspect because some fragrances do celebrate the independence or the, like the, the, the freedom of a specific person. I think like an example is Burberry Her. I think they had a specific model in mind and like the independence of like a Londoner. And so there's like the, the aspect of feminine perfume brief feminine stylistically, historically, but that's not to say that 
you can't wear what you like and what you want because as as someone who reviews both cologne and perfumes, you you really just wear what you want to enjoy. Exactly. There are no rules. I think I keep reiterating this because fragrance is meant to be fun. It is fun. It makes you happy. You can experiment. And what's the worst that can happen? You don't like the smell, then you can just wash it off or it'll fade away eventually. So I think that's what's so fun about fragrance is there's really no right or wrong or yes or no. It's not black and white. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is some like since I do review some women's fragrances uh, or just women marketed fragrances, I'm a lot more often in the women's aisle in uh, the Sephora or Ulta's. And I'll ask, hey, do you all have the latest flower bomb? And, you know, they'll look on their tablet. I don't think we have a new men's flower bomb. It's like, no, no, no. I'm looking I'm looking for the, the, the women marketed flower bomb. The next one. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I, I guess I could help you with that. <laughs> That's so funny. That was Heather Hyatt and John Gonzalez at J-O-H-N-G-N-Z-Z on TikTok. Finally, here's Amelia O'Toole, the former English professor and forever literature connoisseur known as Professor Perfume. Amelia sits down with Kylie Leff, who runs social media at Scentbird. So Amelia, obviously you sort of are my big sister TikTok scent, just mastermind. And it's amazing because I feel like I was a literary major. And so everything that you talk about on TikTok is somehow wrapped into not only the book I'm reading, but also what I'm smelling, which is so niche. And you've somehow grown this gorgeous following from it. And I would just love to know how this sort of started that you were going from a professor to a TikToker. You know, when you say it out loud like that, sometimes I have to take a moment because I'm like, that's really the path <laughs> that my life is on right now. Um, but yeah, so I started TikTok when I was finishing my master's program. I did my master's degree at Trinity College in Ireland. My master's is in Irish writing. Wow. Um, and I did my undergrad in lit and sociology. So I'm completely an English kid, always have been, always will be. And instead of, I guess when I was writing my dissertation for my master's degree, oh my gosh, what a grueling process. I needed an escape. So that's when I sort of got into fragrance. And then um, I was thinking about, you know, applying to doctorate programs and jobs and you know, I was never hearing anything back or I was getting rejected. I couldn't even get an interview for a job, you know, because everybody wants to be an English professor. And especially at the height of the pandemic, it was impossible really to find a job. Um, so I was lucky enough to at the tail end, the day after I got my master's degree, this is in December of 2019, my undergraduate university needed someone to come on and teach an online course in like an an LAR 101, basically like essay writing course. Kind of perfect so timing. It was kind of perfect timing. And so I was lucky enough to get that gig. But that was the exact same time that I started TikTok. And so it was so wild to me to watch something that I just started take off the way that it did. Yeah, and wow. <laughs> something While that you're I also been... getting this like job, this brand yeah. new career. Something that I've, you know, worked for and had been my ambition my mm -hmm. whole life was to be an English professor. And so I taught one semester of this intro to writing course before I could quit, basically, and go full-time content creation. So 
I think I've had more fun. I love teaching. I love academia. I love literature. And I, I know that probably at some point in my life, I will go back and get my doctorate and probably be, the, you know, the, the crazy English professor. Um, but for right now, I mean, gosh, school, school is always there. You know, you can always go back to school. You can't be a perfume TikToker forever. So <laughs> I'm just sort of writing. That could be you one day. Stitch being a professor. Yeah. Amelia, are you reading anything right now? Um, right now, I'm actually reading this fantastic anthology called Sense and Sensibility, which oh is all about gosh. perfume in Victorian literature. It sounds like you wrote it. It's amazing. It's so good. I it's perfect. That's it's, so fun. I was looking, I'm, I'm sort of toying with the idea of doing a, a, a PhD in marrying the two, you know, scent and, and literature. So I'm kind of, you know, halfway, halfway putting the effort in and reading these things. But mm -hmm. I saw Sense and Sensibility was the title and I was like, oh. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's, it's for me. <laughs> she wrote this for me. Yeah, this is gift. perfect. It's a yes, gift to this, me. What a gift. No, it's amazing. And and it references, I've read two of the essays now, and it's mm. all about like Oscar Wilde and and P.B. Shelley. So I cool. like calling him P.B. Shelley. But yeah. I mean, I do the research. I do the work. I read the books. I obsessively go through them, right? And I'm like, okay, where are all of the scent references? Because in literature... Well, okay, it really depends. But in literature, scent is so rampant in mm -hmm. in in works of of literature, and you just have to look for it. Definitely, um, because almost every writer has a an interesting relationship with the olfactive world. So, just like Oscar Wilde, we were just talking about. I mean, he considered himself an olfactif, and he was this decadent writer, and he was so. You know, aloft with the with the world of scent. So then, when you go back in books like Dorian Gray, there's all sorts of references to scent, and it is so honestly magical to go back and revisit these works of art now that I have this experience in perfume. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a little treat to go back and yeah, wow. reread these and find a new magical thing about them every time. So I can imagine it changes the way you experience these books completely. Absolutely, yeah. I Just mean, you gives never you a new reference point. Yeah, because, you know, you're thinking about it, like, as a literature student, you're thinking about it in terms of, like, oh, but what does this mean? What is this provoking? What is this, you know, what's this a metaphor for? You oh, know, is yeah. this the great societal question or something like that? It's just fun to go back and say, oh, my gosh, I think this guy smelled like aromatic herbals. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah, he would have loved Le Labo, that Oscar Wilde. He would have <laughs> loved Le Labo, honestly. That is hilarious. What is one thing that you want your TikTok viewers who are so used to watching your videos and reading your recommended books and just smelling the fragrances that you're always talking about to really take away from their own fragrance journey? Wow. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I guess just like, Look at look at what fun we're having. Aren't we having so much fun totally. on this little journey together? <laughs> I my whole my favorite part of being a TikTok creator and being like being able to do this full time is to interact with my audience and my followers and I just I've met so many fantastic people through the app and whenever I've gotten to interact with my followers it has been so amazing. They've either been so sweet like some of their comments will bring me to tears with how sweet they are. Um I I had a mom 
messaged me that, you know, she went out and bought 1111 for her daughter who like just hasn't liked the smell of anything, but she tried it on my recommendation and loved it. And it was the first time she ever had, you know, and I'm just like in tears and people are like, oh, I followed you from the start. And like, that's so weird to me because I'm, it's, I almost have imposter syndrome about being a creator. So it's like, oh, you've been following me from the start. That is so crazy to me. And then I, and then I realized, you know, I am at like 240,000 followers. That's a lot of people watching. And then I just, I forget it. I totally forget about it because I do feel like I'm talking to Mm. my best friends whenever I, you know, put the camera up. So I think just keep, come on, let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. It's been so fun to do it together. And I want us to just keep going and keep building fragrance Keep, keep building our collections and keep finding new ways to explore fragrance and new ways to discover fragrance. And I love it when they give me recommendations. I love giving them recommendations. I think we are just such an amazing little fragrance family. I'm so grateful for the audience that I have and Aww. for the the folks that keep watching my stuff. <laughs> I just, oh, I, it blows me away. It really does. I'm just so grateful for all of them. And they're amazing. Well, speaking as one of your viewers, thank you too, because seriously, your <laughs> channel, I feel like has just informed and it's been fun and it's really taken everyone down this journey together. So Amelia, thank you. Thank you. This was so, so fun. fun. It was really nice to virtually meet you and get to talk to you all about these fragrances. I know at Scentbird, you're like this god that we all look up <laughs> to. So it was really cool to get to be the one who got to talk to you today. I love all of you at Scentbird. You are amazing. (laughs) Fantastic team. That was Kylie Leff and Amelia O'Toole at Professor Perfume on TikTok. We hope you enjoyed our bonus episode featuring a few of our favorite Perfume Talk content creators. Up next on Scent World, kick back with scents of nostalgic freedom with Michael Partouche, the founder of Room 1015. You've been listening to Scent World. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and as a thank you, we'll send you a free 8-milliliter travel spray of a fragrance of your choice and a Scentbird atomizer case. Go to podcast.scentbird.com reviews to redeem. This is a limited time offer valid for the month of March while supplies last. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria Nurislamova, produced by Mike Giordani, edited by Ramiro Gava, mixed by Alex Roses, production support by Peely Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.